Amanda is the debut feature by director Carolina Cavalli. It premiered at the 2022 Venice Film Festival and sees titular character Amanda, played by Benedetta Porcaroli, return home to Italy after a few years studying in Paris. It's her first summer back and it's clear the long weeks ahead of her are devoid of any plans. She has no friends and doesn't get on with her family. Her mother reminds her of her friend's daughter whom Amanda was close with as a child. And so, with little else to do, she seeks her out. The friend is Rebecca, whose agoraphobia has kept her inside her house pretty much since they were last in contact. The combination of both women's neuroses only accentuates Amanda's desire to rekindle the friendship. Amanda embraces and explores the idiosyncrasies of its protagonist and the unusual characters who populate an undefined northern Italian setting. A surreal fresco of eccentric humanity, the aesthetics of the film shift with Amanda's emotions, painted in shades at times as exuberant as a Gucci commercial, and at others desaturated as if enveloped in a Yorgos Lanthimos film. Amanda takes her place amongst a recent pantheon of neurotic lost souls seen in cinemas, such as Freddy, Return to Soul, Julie, The Worst Person in the World, or even Pete from All My Friends Hate Me. I chatted with director Carolina Cavalli over Zoom about Amanda ahead of its UK release and its screening here at the Garden Cinema. Thank you very much, Carolina, for joining us. So I'm very excited about this UK release. I'm really scared. I didn't expect it. <laughs> You're scared about the UK release of the film? Why is no, that? because I really care about the... like. Uh, I don't know, it's very strange if you imagine that you write a, you, you know, you write a film in your like little room and then uh, suddenly like you can communicate with people on, on the other side of the sea or like uh, they're going to release it in US as well, even farther, like in China, like it's very strange how, how it works, like you can communicate with the people you're never going to have the chance to meet in person and this is... Uh, this is strange. I know it's very banal to say, but it, when it happens with your little story, it's really like it feels really strange. <laughs> you feel that somewhat you, you lose control of the story you were telling initially. It just gets appropriated by its audiences worldwide. Oh, no, but it's not. Um, uh, no, no, it's not about losing control. Like, I'm really happy to losing this control. <laughs> it's just a privilege. I feel it's a big privilege. Like it's um, and uh, and of course, when I when I say I'm scared, it's just that, that you hope that uh, that people like your film, then you know that nobody No, It's not that it's going to happen that uh, you can uh, uh, you know, communicate with everyone um, at the same, like, uh, yeah. And so it's uh, it's uh, part of the process, I guess. But uh, you just really hope very much that uh, people are going to like the film and sometimes laugh at the right time. Hope. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so... We will report uh, back audience reactions as the film yes, is not out just yet. Also, also <laughs> I never spend, like, because it's a bit of a kind of a comedy, or at least it's supposed yes. to make up a little bit and so I never I really don't like to be in the room because of course laughter you can sense immediately if something goes flat or goes okay and, and so I never stay in the rooms when I'm <laughs> when in the theater when uh, when <laughs> it's screening yeah well let's pick up on that the fact that you say it's a comedy that's how you would describe the film quite a few reviews and very positive reviews and it's been very well received the film have highlighted the character the quite sad aspect of the story and the fact that um Amanda feels quite alienated and that seemed to be the sort of take take home message 
of the film. What do you <laughs> make of that? <laughs> Maybe it was not very good. <laughs> no, but I'm just no. I hope it's. Um, I I always think that uh, the um, I mean the kind of humor that makes me laugh the most is of course the humor that has a lot of melancholy in it. So I'm 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 happy if there is a melancholic aspect. Or of course uh, it's a very strange tool humor, and I feel it works only when uh, there is a, like a lot of human experience in it. And so yes, I'm uh, I I'm sure there is uh, I I hope there is a lot of that as well. And um, the character so far away from a stereotype as you can get. And in fact, I then read up a bit about yourself and your filmmaking and read that you'd been you'd studied in Paris as well for a period of time. So I was wondering to what extent there are autobiographical elements in the portrayal of Amanda. Uh, for me, it was purely uh, Im imagined. But then uh, I think I feel very attached to this character. Like, I think I can understand her very well. And, uh, and maybe not in the behavior, not in the phenomena of what she feels, but in what she feels, yes. And uh, and this idea of isolation and loneliness and being, uh, yeah, looking for a friend, which is also an ideal friend in a way, because it's, uh, um, yeah, someone who does who makes you feel less alone in the world, and it's uh, it's like the imaginary friend when you're a kid, and this um, this of course is something that interests me uh, a lot. How in adulthood it seems that there is not this problem, like it's always related to childhood period or teenagers, and uh, and though I I. I I feel sometimes it's it's very easy when you're an adult to, to be uh, isolated or to be alone, to feel alone. And so on in this um, in this yes, I feel very close to her. And and on other aspect as well, like uh, I realize how um, how cool it is to um, listen to uh, uh, younger uh, people like uh, teenagers or children who talks and talks about the world and talk about themselves and it's like it's so grand and it's so powerful and and there is a lot of potential and so I I wish I I had this um, aspects in me still but I don't because I grew up and uh, and this bothers me so much and uh, I think it's it's necessary because you have responsibilities you have relationships you have uh, um, space time you realize that your behavior make other people suffer or like uh, yeah you you understand many things that doesn't let you f so free anymore I think this is the normal uh, uh, normal aspect of life but I wanted her to um, for her to keep this um, more of a yeah, um, less uh, uh, realistic uh, um, adult um, way of being. Yeah. yeah. But it's different in how I behave, unluckily. <laughs> <laughs> it might strike a chord with um, children and teenagers who've had similar sort of splintered backgrounds where they've lived in, in different countries at different times of that at that period in adolescence and early adulthood and the need to find the one friend that kind of is a link to your past to a link to something that feels a bit like home I think is very important and I was wondering have you had any sort of 
not feedback, I guess, but but comments from audience members so far. What, what sort of things have people been saying to you? What have been their reactions to the film? When uh, Whenever um, I show the film to in high school or younger people, the reaction is very... Um, they, they, they take everything very, very seriously. And uh, I love that generation. I don't know. It's, I think it's very personal, but the, the way they, they analyze things, it, uh, it's, um, it's, it's really um, sen- um, sensible and they understand things that maybe I don't understand much. And, uh, and uh, uh, for me, for example, the, the emotions of, uh, both Amanda and Rebecca, who's the friend who closes herself in the room, mm-hmm. are some emotions that are very familiar to me, and not uh, just uh, as you know, they've been now defined. They, they became like a um, social problem, and they are defined with a name, and uh, they are a mental issue. And but you know, if you consider that as a spectrum, uh, it's just a matter of like uh, human uh, human emotions, and then. It, can be extreme and that becomes really like invalidating for your life or they can just be there as a as a little nut in your uh, you know in in your uh, uh, in your stomach and uh, and this is um, so I, I had this uh, the, the reaction the um, analysis of the character from younger generation was very uh, was very very emotional I feel and uh, while the uh, the rest of the audiences, uh, it was half festival goers and half like a uh, public. So, I mean, I'm I was really happy already to receive quest like a lot of questions every time because uh, I'm you know it means probably you're interested, you're curious uh, to know more. The things that I don't uh, I feel very not not very proud of um, is when I cannot answer like. Um, more about symbolic things and because I don't I didn't think about it at all like what the (laughs) horse means I don't know and I I wish like sometimes I was making up stories but I realized like no it's uh, it's really not right (laughs) I don't know it's just there was no symbolic or not even the desire of generalizing or you know there is a these characters are this character in this story I didn't want to talk about you know socio-political things or uh, bourgeois contest or critique or I don't know the ter- how I see therapy it was just this character are are there in that story and they represent what they are and that's it and uh, and if I can they can share human conditions that are shareable between like us human that that would be amazing for me it means like I can communicate something yeah yeah there's something very certainly very universal about it and um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about well the first first one is sort of related to what we're talking about in terms of reception I've seen that the film has been compared favorably again to work by directors one of which I could see why the other I was quite surprised but it was uh, Sorrentino and Wes Anderson. And I was wondering what you made of these comparisons or what you felt the film, um, tr- why, the, why the film might have triggered those comparisons. Um, well, I don't mind these comparisons, <laughs> to be honest. But, but uh, no, um, I can see Wes Anderson probably in the, um, in the visual aspect, but uh, I'm not... Uh, um, I 
I mean, I, 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 I like his cinema. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm uh, the biggest fan of his cinema, but uh, of course, like I, I'm, I'm, as I said, like I'm really happy to be compared uh, <laughs> to him. And, um, and Sorrentino, um, I, I think it's, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think he's Italian and uh, that's why as well they compared it to Sorrentino but also um, he's one of the uh, great uh, Italian directors I feel that don't go into a very neuralistic uh, way of making films and uh, probably that's why and his tone is very I, I I always have the feeling that he's taken very seriously, but sometimes like it's also very fun to be honest. I laugh a lot with his I laugh with his films, and I I think probably uh, it was a tone uh, a tone uh, tone like uh, the reason was the the tone probably. And, well, as a, uh, as a viewer, as an audience member, I, I, yeah. would, I would agree. Yeah. Which one you? The Wes Anderson. I didn't quite see it. That's there's something a bit more yeah. surface about Wes Anderson's work, whereas I felt. The, your film was much more character driven. It was very much about the inner life of of, um, of Amanda and Rebecca. Yeah, with Sanderson, probably it was the, um, the visual aspect, but I never yeah. really took that as a as a reference. To be honest, being in my first film, and also I didn't study uh, photo like uh, photography or uh, filmmaking, so for me. Uh, it was very important to try to keep references away because I was very scared since I never studied it, but I watched a lot of film. I was like, for sure, my mind is going to try to copy things, you know? So I was trying not to think about um, about uh, anything uh, visually and uh, starting really from the story and from the characters, as you said. And every choice, I, I try not to make, I try not to make stylistic choices, but always starting from, uh, you know, the story. Then I know it's not an extremely realistic story. So you have a big level of freedom. Like the tone is a bit more than rea reality. The, the word that you can, that I was able to move in is, uh, it's not really geographically connected or uh, uh, so I could, uh, I could be kind of anywhere and nowhere. And it this was very fun for me. Yeah, I can yeah. I can expect that. <laughs> well, actually, you bring me on to another question I had, which was about your background specifically. I read that you were an actress um, before. Am, am I right or no? No, I think I think it was a mistake somewhere because I've really? never been an actress. I wish I was. <laughs> no, <laughs> but to be honest, it would be no. But I think uh, there was a that um, it was written probably somewhere. I don't know, but okay. uh, I I think it would be very useful to have acted before to uh, understand well the acting process. Uh, but I tried uh, for at university like four or five months of like theater classes. I was so bad in because I was interested anyway mm -hmm. in uh, yeah learning. I knew that writing probably was was coming more easier to me. But there was this class and I was so bad at acting that I it's still mysterious to me how you can act so well. Like it's really it was uh, I was so bad that and singing and rollerblading. I'm never gonna do it. So, so what's your background as a, as a screenwriter? Um, yeah, so I studied literature and philosophy, and uh, I was I I knew I wanted to uh, to write uh, prose or or um, screenwriting as well, but uh, I um, I tended to 
more to screen on screenwriting because uh, uh, I love writing dialogue and also I watched a lot of films so I thought okay this would be the perfect thing so when I finished university I sent uh, from Paris actually uh, mm -hmm. this um, uh, episode or something well to a prize an Italian prize of screenwriting called Premio Solinas which is very like it really gives you the opportunity to be in the to be in the system in in the industry in, in Italy and so and I won and so from there I started to work for TV for other directors and uh, and uh, I was like really happy doing it even though I always really wanted to write by myself I don't know mm -hmm. why I really like to write by myself and uh, and um, also for other directors, uh, but uh, I, I like to write alone. <laughs> and uh, when this film, this uh, directing opportunity came, uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning I wasn't sure because I really like to write, not to deal with anything but words and page. It's amazing. And uh, and then I wasn't sure, but then uh, the producer asked me. Then I said no. She stopped asking me and she started asking someone else and I became a bit jealous. So, <laughs> no, of course she has to. You know? <laughs> so I became a little bit jealous and, and there I realized I really cared about this character. Like I really wanted to do it as I imagined it. And so I, <laughs> and so I say, yes, let's do it. But then when you say that after you have to do it. So um, the technical aspect was a little bit more difficult. Um, thank God I had uh, this very patient and amazing director of photography and we create kind of a language um, mm -hmm. that is valid only for this film. That's why right now I wouldn't be able to direct uh, any, you know, I wouldn't be able to direct uh, a Marvel film. I would love that, but I'm not, uh, <laughs> and I don't have the basis. I, I'm, it gives you so much adrenaline though, directing and kind of addiction that I think I really want to study it. Oh, I really want to Very yeah. interesting way yeah. to put this that the, the work you did with the DOP was so specific to that film that at this point that's all you could direct before you <laughs> learn <laughs> different yeah. directions or, yeah or another film I, I I wrote for sure like now I'm 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 writing for myself for example and I know that I will um you know I remember I remember choices I made and maybe this has going to be another different visual storytelling. So I need to recreate a new language or a new alphabet. And I'm, I need to do it with someone who's very, who's strong technically because myself, I, I know, for example, what feeling I wanted for mm -hmm. that scene and I was sharing it with the, with him and the, uh, but uh, for example, the lens to me is one, two, three, four, it's not uh, the, the right, uh, they don't have the right name. <laughs> And so we were discussing the lens B, for example, but it doesn't exist in the real world. So and so it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, probably really um, if I want to continue with this and try and go and direct uh, other people writing, which is something that is not my priority right now, but it's something that anyway would interest me to become a bit more independent in, the, in this technical aspect. Mm -hmm. Because the rest, on the contrary, to me, it was pretty natural uh, coming from the writing. Uh, you know, you know how you see this word. You know mm -hmm. how you see your characters. You know, so it was quite, uh, it was quite natural. And also the reality that at the beginning I was seeing like as a crazy limitation. 
um, when when whenever it happens that you go location scouting or you meet you cast, uh, you realize how reality can be an opportunity. Like even the limitations that it gives you, it makes you you have to be more creative to go around it or to you know. And so it's uh, I think reality improved the script. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's very interesting to to think about. Um, I'm mindful of the time. I'm I'm afraid Zoom oh. might kick us out shortly. Can I ask you about uh, about casting? How did you find Benedetta Porcaroli, and why did you cast her specifically? Yeah, it was through audition, which is to me the only way um, in in my mind at the beginning, even if I never done it, and still now it is the only way you can choose actors because there are amazing actors, but maybe they're not good for the character or the character is not good for them. And so I think auditions was um, was very, very important also because Benedetta was an amazing actress, but the the, the thing that made me feel so confident about her was we were seeing the character in the same way. And sometimes I feel humans have uh, uh, nuances that you cannot really explain, but you, if you both see it, like it's, uh, it's great. And so we, we worked a bit together on the character, but there was not uh, much work to do. Uh, we saw the character the same way, and then uh, you have to let the character go in the hands of who's gonna, you know, who's gonna bring it mm-hmm. the, uh, on set every morning. And so many choices, of course, were based on like I don't know the way she walks, the way she moves, the way she, uh, I don't know her baggage, the way she's sitting. Um, you know, at a certain point, you have to let it go a little bit, and. Uh, and that was uh, what happened with Benedetta. And uh, and the only thing I don't really like to touch, if possible, is the dialogue. Because I think like the space of freedom yeah. is around the dialogue, but the dialogue is a really clear map of mm-hmm. what the character can be or is. And so it's, um, yeah, that was an interesting, uh, it was my first time and it was very interesting to work with the human being instead of... Yeah, well, I was going to ask about the experience of working with actors. Yeah, I, um, I, I really, I, I really liked it because also I felt um, you are not when you are with actors. Maybe I'm, I'm sure there are different theories, but when you work with actors, uh, uh, in a way, you're not, uh, you know, you're not with exec- executors. You're with creators in a way. So it's, uh, it's always a. Um, it's it's always sharing uh, um, sharing this part of the creation and it's uh, in 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 a way it, uh, it it frees you very much so you can see the the um, you can see your character on a different perspective it's not inside you anymore it's outside of you so you can be more objective on that and I think it's uh, it was very helpful for once to be so objective about uh, uh, character but things happening outside yourself it's it's pretty cool to see <laughs> and she, she's extremely uh natural in the film yeah she's a bit like that also in real life huh? <laughs> <laughs> no no but the the um, wild aspects of her she has that in uh, real life and also the melancholy that she has sometimes mm-hmm. in uh um, she's not an extreme melancholic person. She, there's something about her face, uh, or she's. I don't. I mean, I don't. I. I don't want to, you know, give definitions to, um, to Benny. But it's just like certain elements I could clearly see also in, uh, in her way of uh, of being, and they are very attractive. And yeah. Uh, can yeah. And so even if Amanda sometimes can 
pen result a bit annoying the fact that Danny has these very attractive qualities that are I don't know I, I think it was uh, like it, it was I'm I'm happy I think that was the perfect choice it's very hard to think that in life you made good mm -hmm. choices I think that was <laughs> that for me was a good choice <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to end, end on a, a query about the rest of the cast. How did you yeah. how did you cast them? Yeah, um, I had auditions for all of them, but uh, um, Giovanna Mezzogiorno because I really wanted to work with her, and um, and I was like, I, I was I don't know. I saw her a lot of her acting before. I knew she was good for that character. I didn't write the character on her, but uh, I I knew she was. Uh, she was, uh, she, yeah, she would, it would have been amazing if she would have accepted. And the other one was Monica Napo, which is uh, Benedetta's mother. Because yeah. I saw her, like, she's a, she's a great creator as well. Like, she, um, she takes a character and she makes something else and something that though respects a lot your vision. It's crazy. I don't know how, I don't know how they managed to do it. It's just, like, very, very interesting and uh and so it's, um, yeah, it was, uh, the, the rest was all audition. And for me also, people who were there just for two seconds on the screen was very important to cast them correctly and to mm -hmm. give them a life for real, like as, almost as if you can do a spin-off on them. Yeah. That would be my dream, no? To give all of them a life. Like imagine when they go back to the house, which kind of house they go back to, you know, like uh, who's there waiting for them. And uh, it was very important. And I think it's the only way you can create a world that, uh, that exists. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, lastly, for the obligatory uh, last question, what are you up to now? What's next? Uh, I'm working on next film, uh, the one I, I want to direct. Usually I'm very quick in writing. Yeah. I'm being slow that I'm starting to get seriously worried uh, <laughs> about it because I didn't expect this at all. I thought, okay, after the first film, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be natural to, but no, probably also the fact that I didn't expect you have to travel so much with the film which right. is a good thing, but also it has been eight months now and uh, is, uh, you go to little festivals and every three days and it's, it's of course like it's a great opportunity, we would never say no, but at the same time your head keeps being there and so writing something new, at least for me, it's, um, it's kind of uh, difficult. I wished I had a already written screen uh, play uh, to direct, but no. So I'm, I'm starting, like I started to write and, um, and I'm very, very slow. And sometimes I'm also frustrated, which I've never been with writing. I really hope it's gonna come out something out of this. And are you, are you mostly focusing on basically writing and directing your own work now, or would you consider taking on uh, writer's room projects or writing for other directors? No, I'm considering uh, as usual, like I, I don't want to leave uh, screenwriting for other people. Like uh, there was this film in uh, this year in Sundance I wrote, uh, co-wrote mm -hmm. with Babak Jalali, who's a, a friend of mine, they're amazing director. And like when you meet amazing directors, you're, you're, like I really feel the, like I really want to write for them. I don't know, like I want to co-write with them. This was the case yeah. before. Yeah, and um, and so this is something I I I I really like to do. But uh, in general, I like I really like to write by myself. And so unless I'm, but of course, work is work. Huh? Like if you are in <laughs> the Zoom, like you have, you know, it's uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm still considering it's exercise is nice to be with other people because you learn, like it's something I feel there is something I have to learn in writing with other people it's uh, normalizing your writing or like uh, balancing your writing you know it's it's important and uh, and so yeah it's something I want to do but now I'm so right now right now I think I, I wouldn't really be able because of uh, this writing I'm doing for the next film which hopefully will mm -hmm. be shot as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as there is a script, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing more about that and seeing what comes out of it. I hope, but I hope you're going to hear more about it. <laughs> Carolina, thank you so much thank for talking to us. Nice with you. <laughs> so I was calling on behalf of the Garden Cinema. We will be screening yeah. Amanda very soon. Thanks for choosing Amanda, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Curzon as well for arranging this Thank and for distributing exactly. the film. And uh, we look forward to hearing uh, what our audiences are going to say about it, especially once they I, hear the podcast. I can't wait. Would you let me know? <laughs>